cowboy place, ain't no time like a cowboy time. Ain't no way like the cowboy way, have a cowboy kind of day, yeah. Try the new Big Sky Burger at Roy Rogers. It's Smithfield pulled pork, beer battered onion rings, American cheese, and spicy barbecue sauce on a Kaiser bun. Have a cowboy kind of day at Roy's, ain't no way you're going wrong, hey, yeah. DoorDash and Uber Eats available at participating restaurants. Hello! And welcome to Saturday Afternoon. I'm Stephen Boucher sitting here live. And believe me, folks, I want to wish you all a Happy New Year early. I know Happy New Year will be all wished on everybody Monday evening. But, boy, I'm telling you, I can't wait till this year gets behind us. What a surprise of a year. Man, oh, man, oh, man. I don't know how to say it any better than oh, man. Um... It's not the way the, the year was supposed to turn out. Everything looks so good fundamentally in this stock market. But I'm telling you, financially speaking, I can't wait till the clock starts ticking on, on January 1st. And we kind of hopefully, hopefully um, look at the fundamentals of the stock market and not get caught up on all the headlines, all the bad news bears. You know, it's almost like we're, we're, we're talking ourselves into a recession. When you, when you watch some of these financial shows and they have breaking news every single second of the day instilling fear into investors, of course things look bad. They look worse than they are. They're not all that bad. We made some changes in the portfolio. We're basically taking advantage of the volatility. Volatility is our friend. We, we say that. Over and over again, we're not concerned about volatility in the stock market. We don't like it. I'm telling you, folks, professionally, when clients ask, really, what do you do? I said, I get paid to take the emotion out of the decision-making process. If I were to sum it up, that's what my job is because I'm making decisions that investors may not make because they're thinking with their heart. They're thinking emotionally. And I have to take the emotion out of it. But believe me, when my head hits the pillow at night, I don't want to see one client lose one penny. And I don't like it. I don't like it whatsoever. I understand it, but I don't like it. So my job is to communicate with our clients often. I sent, we have over almost 90% of our clients I can reach by email. And I've been emailing them weekly about weekly and sent another email yesterday afternoon kind of slash week that we had this week and i'll share my 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 thoughts with you um hopefully i can bite my tongue and i won't share my thoughts about some of the um entertainers that are that are supposedly giving business advice you know i i i compare them to the to the dr phil's of the world and not really true financial journalists, not anymore, not, not when I see what, what goes on and, and everything. So hopefully I'll bite my tongue there. But I beg you to call in any questions you have before you have a knee-jerk reaction, before you panic, before you do something that will be irrevocable. As I, I said this, this Wednesday with with um, Rachel and Mike, who, who were filling in for Chuck and Kelly. Bottom line, this doesn't feel good. This correction that we're, we're in right now does not feel good. 
We have NASDAQ, which is in bear market territory. The broad stock market index, the S&P 500, down about 15-16%. One um, down 15-16%, the Dow down the other. So it doesn't feel good. And that's from the market highs. It's lasting longer than we, we ever thought it would. We thought the markets would be higher right now than they are. And some investors are really, they, like Monday, Christmas Eve, the worst Christmas Eve in history for the stock market, down 653 points. It sounds like a lot, but it was only 2.9%. And believe me, 2.9% is a lot to lose in one day. But 650 points when the Dow is at 22, 23, 24, 25,000 is different than when the Dow is at 10,000. But an, 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 any investor who, who just threw the towel in and said, I can't take it anymore. I can't risk losing any more money. Once they sell out of the market, they book those losses. Until then, they're paper losses. And we will get through this. There hasn't been a stock market correction ever, ever recorded that hasn't come back and set another all-time high. I don't think things are going to be different now. So this stock market will, will come back, hopefully sooner than later. So investors, if they're invested properly, they shouldn't be fretting over this. It doesn't feel good. Believe me, it doesn't feel good. I can assure you it doesn't feel good. When I leave the radio today, I will be in my office all day today, all day tomorrow. My clients know that. I have some clients that want me to call them. I'm going to be there for any client that, that needs to talk to me. I can almost assure you we, we hardly ever get clients that panic because we educate them so well, we communicate with them so often, that a lot of the phone calls I'll be making today will be making sure that we take all the tax losses that we can and harvest them, which we have done. I have a few left to do, but for the most part, we've been diligent about harvesting tax losses. We haven't had the opportunity of doing that in quite some time, but this year we, we have making sure that our clients aren't paying more in taxes than they need to, so we're being very proactive. I'll almost assure you that of the clients that want me to call them, that's what they're going to want to talk about. So before you have any knee-jerk reactions and before you do something that you may regret, give me a call. Our phone numbers today, as they are every Saturday, 1-800-TALK-WGY. That's 1-800-825-5949. I'm going to take a 15-second break. Don't go anymore, anywhere, and give me a call with any questions. Thank you, Zach, for that zippity doo -dah day music. Hello, everybody. Thank you for letting me take that short break. 1-800-TALK. WGY, that's 1-800-825-5949. Any questions, give me a call. So, you know, I know Tuesday the markets were closed. We had Christmas. But 
Leading up to Christmas, when you think about the week before, the markets literally, I mean, they, they, they got slammed, slammed. The Dow was down almost 7%, the S&P 7%, NASDAQ down 8%. So the week before this, it did not feel good to be invested in the stock market. And then all of a sudden, on, on, and, and that was the worst week for the stock market since 2008. So I know, I know if you're thinking with emotions that that it would be easy to say, hey, throw your hands in the air and say, I, I just can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. I don't want to lose any more money. And just do something that you may be sorry about. And then we come into Monday. And Monday, you know, Christmas Eve, the markets are down 653 points. Did that feel good? Absolutely not. Tuesday, obviously, the, 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 the markets were, were closed. And then on Wednesday, um, so, so think about this. The, the, the market down 653 points on Monday. If you sold out because you just thought we were like 10 years ago in the Great Recession, I, I beg you to tune into this show every Saturday so I can help teach you why you shouldn't do that. Now, on, on Tuesday, the markets were closed. On Wednesday, the Dow is up a, almost 1,100 points, 5% gain in one day. Thursday, the Dow was up 260 points, another one, just over 1% gain in the, in the Dow on Thursday. And then yesterday, you know, the, 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 the Dow was, was down just a little bit. But for the week, the Dow was up almost 3%. The same with the S&P 500 index. NASDAQ was up almost 4% for the week. This is why you can't time those markets. If you threw your hands in the air on Monday, well, you lost out on almost 6 to 7% gains on Wednesday and Thursday. Folks, when the market turns around, when the market bounces off the lows, you need to, that's what we call the easy money. Now, I'm not saying we're at the bottom of this stock market correction. But when you have days like Wednesday up over a thousand points and, and think about Thursday, at one point we were down over 600 points and we closed up. The Dow closed up almost 300 points, a 900 point swing on, on, on Thursday. Boy, talk about unnerving. Those markets were uncomfortable very uncomfortable but it's we we went so long with no volatility that now volatility's back and that's that's what we're up against you know if you look at the nasdaq monday the nasdaq down 140 points wednesday down 362 points thursday up 25 points i'm sorry wednesday up 362 points not down Thursday up 25 points, and even yesterday, NASDAQ finished up, up five, five points. So that's pretty good. You know, for the week, 
make believe you were Rip Van Winkle for for a week. You know, you made 4% in the NASDAQ. Makes me very happy because our clients, that's one of our core positions. And believe me, when I look year to date, we're down about 4.6% in the overall NASDAQ. But the QQQ, which is, is what investors buy when, when they buy the NASDAQ, 100 composite index. It's the 100 largest companies in NASDAQ. The symbol is QQQ. The NASDAQ composite's only down 1.7% year to date. So even though we're in bear market territory, if you've been invested all year, NASDAQ has actually saved you. It's helped our clients. When you look at the broad stock market, S&P is down 7% year-to-date. So NASDAQ is, is really looking good compared to the broad stock market index. But NASDAQ is one of those holdings because it's mostly technology companies, some biotechnology companies. Biotech has been taking it on the chin. And it's what we call our growth index, full of, of growth-type companies. So when, when it falls, it falls hard. That's why we're in bear market territory. When it bounces back, it usually bounces back better than the broad stock market index. So we're not selling out of our NASDAQ, even though it's down 20% from the highs. We're going to hang in there because we like that index. We may be making changes to some tactical positions, but... NASDAQ and the S&P, the broad stock market index, are our core holdings. We're not selling out of those. We believe in those. We don't like the fact that they're down as, as much as they are. And one of the reasons that um, NASDAQ gets, gets beat up is, for the most part, you know, the top holdings are what's better known as these FANG stocks, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, Google which officially, formally now is um, Alphabet. So when, when, when you look at the, the NASDAQ, those companies, those companies have literally, they've been riding sky high, and they've all fallen, fallen down more, more than, the, than the markets. And some of them are great companies. I mean, Apple, Apple I still say Apple's a great company. One of our top holdings in in our portfolio, and we don't like it being down. Now we 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 don't own it individually, but if you look at our ETFs, all of our portfolios and and what we own, and we're able to pull just about any report we can possibly think of for our clients. When when you look at the Nasdaq, fifty three percent of the portfolio is invested in the top 10 holdings. So right now, believe it or not, Apple used to be the number one holding. It used to make up 12% of NASDAQ. Today, as we sit here, it's less than 10%. Microsoft is the new number one. Microsoft is 10% of NASDAQ. Amazon, 9.3%. Google, better known as Alphabet, just about 9%. Facebook, 4.2%. Um, and then you round out the top 10 holdings with Intel, Cisco, 
um, all around 3%, Comcast, and then you get into other names like Pepsi, Amgen, Netflix. Netflix is only 1.6%, so even though Netflix is considered part of the FANG, right now with the reduced share price, um, things have shifted around. So, so even though NASDAQ is off 20% from the high in bear market territory, it set its high on August 29th. We don't like it, and the only thing that I truly feel bad about are clients that that became clients in 2018 and may have invested in some of these holdings. But as I re, as I reminded one client this week, he called and said, "Steve, I became a client, you know, just before the peak of the market." And I had to remind him. I said, "But remember, you were fully invested." before we transferred your 401k and then we moved you to Charles Schwab which is where we we manage our clients assets we moved you to Charles Schwab so you're looking at almost like you 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 just became invested in August but you've been invested all year so you rode this market up and down it just so happens that your statement is reflecting you being a client as of August, which is just about when the market peaked. So it doesn't look good. Your Schwab statement doesn't look good. But if if you were invested at Schwab all year long, it would not look nearly as bad. And you were invested before you came over with your 401k. So you have to remember that. But unfortunately, you know, sometimes when, when clients look at their statement, they forget that they had their money invested in a 401k or a brokerage account or somewhere else. And what we do is for those clients, we don't want to time the market and we keep them invested. So when they bring over their holdings, the ones that, that we sell, we, we buy into the holdings that we like. And the you know bottom line, they, they've been invested all year, but sometimes they forget. And then for new clients that that had cash that it wasn't invested. We dollar cost average in, but this is a year where just about all all investors, no matter where your money is at, you're probably going to be down in value, and that's that doesn't feel good. But it comes with the territory of investing. Let me give out the phone numbers: one eight hundred talk WGY one eight hundred eight two five five nine four nine. So, you know. If, if if you think about it, you know, <laughs> it's the holiday season, right? We had Hanukkah, Christmas, we have Happy New Year coming up. You know, we're supposed to, where's the Santa rally? Well, Jeremy Powell, the Federal Reserve Chairman, took that away from us. And during this week, you know, let me just round it out. The Dow Jones Industrial Average down 653 points um, on, on Christmas Eve, gained 100 and almost 1,100 points on, on Wednesday, and then on Thursday, a 900-point swing. So for the week, the Dow was up 617 points, 2.7%, closing at 23,063. S&P up 3% to close at 2486. NASDAQ up almost 4% to close at 65.85. So at the end of the week, it was good to be invested. But during the week, it was like whiplash. 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-825-5949. Let's go to Chris in Albany. Hello, Chris. Hey, how are you today? Oh, I'm doing great. You know why? Why? 
Stock markets are closed, baby. I'm telling you. Um, people say, how are the markets doing? I said, well, I know exactly what they're going to do on Saturday, Sunday, and New Year's Day because they're closed. But no, in all seriousness, I'm doing great. Every day I get out of bed, I feel great. Um, I'll be talking to some clients this afternoon back at the office and doing some tax loss selling for, for those accounts that I need to. And it'll be, it'll be a good work weekend, let's say, but I'm doing good. How are you doing? Good, good. I have a question. I have a a fair amount of my uh, fixed income is now in money market, like two, two and a quarter. Okay. And and I'm in the like the twenty four percent tax bracket, and I I don't feel like I'm in a big hurry to get it into bonds, but the other side of me says that I should be planning on how to get that into either tax free munis or regular bonds, and I'm. Like I say, because of the uncertainty in interest rates, I don't feel an urgency to move, but I would appreciate some guidance or thoughts that you might have on how I might look forward to, re, you know, deploying that into the into a, a better direction than money market. Yeah, it's a great question, and if you know this money is earmarked for fixed income, be patient. You know, I sent I, – I, 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 I've been communicating with my clients for weeks now, and one of my first um, emails was patience is a virtue. And with regards to interest rates, patience is a virtue. Even though we had four hikes this year, the Federal Reserve hiked interest rates four times. That's the good news. That's the headline news. But when you look at the 10-year and, – and if you have the radio on – um, Chris, if you can turn it off because we're getting some feedback, that would be appreciated. But when you look yeah. at the 10-year U.S. Treasury note, and that's that's usually where I begin with with investors. I tell them to look at that yield, and right now it's we're at 2.74. So you can buy a 10-year U.S. Treasury note, the most guaranteed paper in the world, and you're going to get 2.74% year in, year out for the next 10 years. The problem is... Almost six weeks ago, that yield was 3.3%. So if you bought a 10-year note six weeks ago, you were getting almost more than a half a percent more interest for the next 10 years. And once you buy that, if you were to buy that 10-year note this week and get 2.74% year in, year out, if and when interest rates go up, and let's make believe a year from now, that same 10-year note, the new ones are yielding um, – 3.74 instead of 2.74. Well, nobody's going to want to buy your bond. And here you are, you're stuck earning 2.74% for the next nine years. Nobody's going to want to buy your bond because they can buy a new one yielding 3.74%. So you don't want to get greedy either where you look at some of these investments with higher yields. Remember, if the guaranteed money is 2.74% and somebody's willing to give you more than that, that means you're taking on risk. You need to realize where that risk is coming from. Could be investment grade risk, could be credit risk of, of different companies. I know some some callers over the last couple months have called in with regards to some of these mortgage holdings where they can get 10, 11, 12%. I said, but listen, if you're losing 20%, getting 10, 11, 12% dividend doesn't help you that much because you're down in value. So be careful, short duration, be patient, and 
If you do decide to buy bonds, ladder the bonds. Look at no more than five years. Buy a five-year, four-year, three-year, two-year. Hey, we have to take a break for the news. Ed and Dave, stay on. I'll see you in two quick minutes. Don't go anywhere, folks. Hello and welcome back. Thank you for hanging in through the news and thank you for taking time out of your day to tune in. I'm Stephen Boucher sitting here live willing, ready, and able to take your questions. Any questions you have, folks, give me a call. Let me give you at least my point of view, and hopefully it'll help you. 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-825-5949. Any questions whatsoever? Chris in Albany did not hang in there for... 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. At ADP, we understand the importance of building the right team and offer the data insights to help. Just as importantly, our AI technology helps you pay the team accurately. Grow stronger with ADP. HR, talent, time, and payroll. For my last parting comments on, on bonds, but yields are low. Don't lock in anything too long. Short duration. If you do buy bonds or CDs, ladder them. No more than five years is my um, suggestion. And make sure if you're getting more than the 10-year Treasury note, 2.74%, you understand why. Because you're taking on risk, you need to find out why. So if you have a, an advisor or you, you're doing your own research and you find something that sounds too good to be true, remember, most times it is too good to be true. There's risk that comes with it. Understand the risk. 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-825-5949. We have Ed in Boston Spa. Hello, Ed. Hello, Stephen. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Almost Happy New Year. Thank you for hanging in through the news. What's your no question? Uh, it's kind of a small part of the portfolio, but and I know you don't touch upon it too much, but uh, for those of us who are into the gold and silver and solid assets or solid metal, whatever, um, shaky market or roller coaster market, I should say. Uh, it has made a move in the right direction upward. I just want to know what you think as far as how much, what percentage you should hold on, uh, you know, that type of thing. And what do you think the future will be the next couple of years? Yeah, so I'm still not a gold bug. Um, my wife okay. begged me to buy her some gold for Christmas. That, that would be about the only gold I would buy. I... I know people hold on to it, Ed, because they feel comfortable. They feel that it's a good investment, but it's not. It was $1,900 an ounce back in 2011. And if you remember the headlines then, gold should have been well over $2,000 an ounce. It didn't go well over $2,000 an ounce. It came all the way down to under $1,100. Today we sit here at $1,279, almost $1,280 down 2% year-to-date. It's held hang, hung in over the last few weeks, but you think of the headlines over the last six, eight weeks, gold should be once again rising, and it's not. There's not much use for gold. There's no intrinsic value. It doesn't pay a dividend. I think only 11% is used in, um, in, in industrial use. The rest of gold is either bought and, and, and kind of 
held on to. People put it under their mattress, and I begged them not to because they're going to get a lousy night's sleep, and you never want to tell your neighbors that you're holding gold like that. Um, or like in India, I mean, gold is huge uh, for jewelry and the Pacific Rim. People buy gold. They give it as gifts. So I'm not a gold bug. But what is intriguing right now is silver. Silver has been beaten up so much, and there is use for silver. So if you have your choice between both and you're bound and determined to own one of the two, I would probably be looking at silver over gold. I'm just not into buying gold right now. I appreciate your expertise. Yeah, yeah, well, but believe me, in hindsight, everything's crystal clear. So come back in three months and let me know if uh, if my expertise was good or not. I'm sure it will be, Steve. Listen, uh, thanks again and have a nice, uh, happy new year. Ed, you you as well, and let's hope that the markets turn around for the new year. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye, sir. Bye. Let's go back to the phone lines. We have Dave waiting patiently in Clifton Park. Hello, Dave. Hi, Steve. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How about you? Good. I, I, I actually agree with everything you're saying. I think the market's being run by the same whiny people who are producing fake news. We're running on a negative attitude, not reality, and AI, not smart, stable people. We need to grow up as a market and a country, I think. I think that's happening. Well, you know, and I I hate to be a name dropper. Jim Cramer, how many people focus in on him? He's a brilliant man. He's an entertainer. He's no different than Dr. Phil. He has a TV show every night at 6 o'clock. People tune in and they wait for every word that he says. Do you know I don't believe he owns $1 in investments? Always talks about his charitable trust. Well, how much money do you think he has in his charitable trust if you look at his total net worth? Guy's making Millions and millions and millions of dollars because he's such a hot commodity. People tune in because they think he's brilliant. But he has to disclose, just like I disclose, 100% of my investments is invested just like my clients. I disclose that week in, week out. One, I'm proud of it. I would not think of having my money invested differently than my clients. I own everything that my clients own. And just in light of full disclosure in my email yesterday, I told clients that I made a bold move. I moved my growth strategy, which is an 80% stock, 20% bond strategy, all into 100% stock. I feel very comfortable with the stock market. I don't know if this is the bottom of the stock market, but this week I felt that there's more upside than downside in the markets, and I'm going to take advantage of it. When there's blood in the street, that's that's when you strike. So my personal money now is 100% invested in the stock market, the same investments that my clients own. But Jim Cramer, all he does is, oh, yeah, my charitable remainder trust owns this and owns that. And I'm waiting for him to say, but what does he own personally? I don't think the guy owns a penny of investments. Same with people like Susie Orman, but they're giving investment advice, and I have a problem with that. I also think these bad news bears are talking us into what feels like a recession. Now, we're not in a recession. We don't even have signs of a recession on the horizon, but they keep talking and talking and talking, and investors are getting fearful and scared, and they shouldn't be. The fundamentals are solid. We are putting people to work We'll find out next Friday when we have the December jobs report. Hopefully it'll be as healthy as they've been over the last couple of years. 
not only are they going back to work, but they're making more by the hour. Our GDP is growing, not too hot, not too cold, the Goldilocks economy. We have corporate America that has healthy profits. Now we'll see what the earnings are in that they start to be released in another week or so for fourth quarter 2018. We'll see if the tariffs have affected these companies' earnings, and all eyes will be focused on that. So fundamentally, the economy is rock solid. Now what's wrong with this world as we live in as I sit here? Attitude. Politics, politics, politics. Trade war with China. When will that get resolved? Government shutdown. When will that get resolved? Hiking interest rates when maybe we shouldn't have. Hopefully that will get fixed. Supposedly we were supposed to have three more hikes in 2019. Jeremy Powell came out and said maybe two. Wall Street was hoping for one in 2019. So that's why the stock markets really took it on the um, chin a couple weeks ago because they don't want three or two hikes. They don't want any more than one. And now there's a, there's a survey now that says that there's a good chance that we may have a cut in interest rates. I guess we lost, lost um, Dave. But you had a great question. So hopefully that answers your questions. I don't mean to – I don't mean to – sounds you know get so worked up but i do have a problem you know it's like backseat drivers there's nothing worse right than a backseat driver if you're driving you want to drive um if my wife's listening she'll laugh she's a backseat driver she hates my driving and i remind her that i went to a professional race car studio i'm certified well, she'll tell me I'm certified in different ways, but I'm certified to to um, drive fast. She doesn't buy it. I'm very careful. I learned a lot. But there's nothing worse than a backseat driver. And here we are. We have we have people that, that, that are giving investment advice that I don't think own investments. And that's why I'm proud that 100% of my and my family's money is invested just like my clients. I wouldn't have it any other way way. 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-825-5949. We have Ron in Queensberry. Hello, Ron. Uh, hi, hi, Steve. Thank you for taking my call. I just, I was, I just wanted to pick your brain um, on, on a fund that I'm interested in, in uh, investing. Uh, I don't have, it's not like a ton, but it's like $6,000 that's sitting there in cash in my Schwab account. It's, it's, it's L-G-I-L-X. Cause, uh, like, I don't have any of the big-name stocks. Uh, I love some Procter & Gamble and stuff like that. But, but one of the funds that I've been hearing about is L-G-I-L-X, and it looks like it contains some of the companies that I definitely don't have anything in. And I was just wondering, are you familiar with that and whether you think that would be worth putting like $6,000 into while the stock market is where it is? Yeah, so let me give you my, my, my take on it. It's actually doing very good this year. You know, if, if you look, you're up almost 11.5%. It's outperforming um, the, 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 the S&P. It's, 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 it's doing okay. Um, 
Last year, it outperformed the S&P. 2016, it underperformed it by almost 12%. The same in 2014, it underperformed it. We don't like mutual funds. I always compare everything to, to the... S&P 500 index, and this is why I have a hard time with stockbrokers. Now, this is, this is, you know, this fund has done, done well. Um, I'm not, I'm not familiar with it. I'm not sure why it's done so well. It could be because it held on to some of the, some of the Fang stocks. You know, over the last few years, if you look, and I'm looking at this fund right now, and nine percent of the fund is Amazon. That's one reason why it's done so well up till now. Um, six and a half percent is Microsoft, five percent is Visa, and then you have you have um, Google rounds out the fifth holding, Netflix. So you have a handful of companies that are the top holdings of this fund, which is why the returns have been so well. I would probably if if you want if if you want a good stock fund, you know, I can't our core position is is the S&P 500 index. It doesn't get much better than that. You you aren't paying any fees. You know, if you buy the Schwab uh, broad stock market index, the internal fees are 0.03%. Well, that's pretty low. Remember, Morningstar states that the average fee in mutual funds is 1.2%. In this fund, the average fee in this fund is 0.76%. So you may not get any better returns than the S&P 500 index. You're paying 0.76% to own it. When you can own, you know, I'm going to give you the symbol in a second, the Schwab Broad Stock Market Index, which is is basically it takes into consideration the the large cap, mid cap, and small cap market. The symbol is S C H B is in boy, and you're paying only 0.03 percent. You're going to get consistent returns with no capital gains reported. So, just think about that. No, no, no. I have S C H B. Yeah, because we do have um, some of the some of the the, the money we have. Is definitely in the S and P five hundred fund. Good, good. Quite a bit of it in the S and P fund, but but that that six thousand sitting there is just bothering me, not earning anything. So that's why I'm thinking of just doing something with it. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Hey, hey. I I I. You know, don't feel bad if you put it into the Nasdaq, the QQQ. It's down twenty percent. Yeah, but that's what I'm afraid of. (laughs) It might might go down even more. No, it might. It might. I sit here saying that I just moved my money to be 100% invested in the stock market. I don't know where the bottom is. It may be Monday. It may be next month. I don't know where the bottom is. I think volatility is here to stay. We went a couple years with absolutely no volatility. But I do know long term that if you have a good, well-rounded portfolio and you don't need money in the next year or two, and if you do, that money should not be invested in the stock market. Then I think stocks will will be the better performing asset class. I know over the last 90 years, stocks has been the best performing asset class. I don't know if that's going to change. You know, bonds 2.74% for the U.S. 10-year Treasury. I just I, – I, stocks go up and down, and investors get all, all – nervous and and scared when that happens and the key is if you have a well-rounded portfolio and you're a long-term investor which most people should be 
We have some day traders still out there. But if you're a long-term investor, you have a well-rounded portfolio. This comes with the territory. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to do 3,000 in the SCHB and 3,000 in the QQQ. <laughs> there you go. That splits it up. The other, the other, um, you know, the other, the other area of the market that's really beaten up in bear market territory is the small cap index. And Schwab has a great small cap fund that we use, SCHA, SCHA. Um, and once again, if you have a lot of money in large caps and you don't have any small caps and you don't have any growth stocks like you find in the in the Nasdaq, those are two holdings that. You know, believe me, they could still go down, Ron. Sure. They could still go down, but I, I, I think buying them at these levels are a whole lot better than, than when NASDAQ peaked on August 29th and the S&P peaked on September 21st. These levels are a whole lot better than than the levels over the summer. Well, if, if, it, was, uh, if it was a choice of splitting with the SHA and SCHB, uh, rather than the QQQ, would, yeah, would well, make SCHA will be part of the SCHB. Remember, the SCHB, okay. the Broad Stock Market Index, includes okay. big caps, mid caps, small caps. I got you. So okay. I'm just saying if you have a lot of large caps now and you don't have any representation in small caps – that may, you know, that may not be bad. Small caps, mid cap is like the braids, the the bridesmaid, the bridesmaid who always walks up the aisle with the bride but never becomes a bride herself. Yeah. If you look over time, <laughs> mid cap stocks are by far some of the better performing asset classes. They're just very seldom number one, and it's like that bridesmaid that that walks up the aisle. They just never become a bride. Um, so be careful. Make sure you're comfortable. And I guarantee you, you will lose money by investing in stocks. I just can't tell you if we're going to lose money on Monday, next week, next month. I know we're losing money in 2018, which doesn't feel good, but I know this will pass. We, we can't tell whether we're going to live to see tomorrow, too, so what the heck. When people <laughs> Throw it against the wall and see what sticks. <laughs> when people say it's nice to see, I say it's great to be seen. And I'm a cook. I love to cook. And, you know, my you wife, are. she laughs at me because I will throw some pasta against the kitchen cabinets and see if it sticks. <laughs> well, well, you've been wonderful. I thank you so much. You, you gave me my decision. So All right, I'm Ron. Going, I'm, I'm going with the Schwab account. And, and once again, I, like, like, like my caller earlier, Call me in three months and let's see how 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 smart I was or not. I will. I will. I promise. <laughs> All right, Ron. Be good. Hey, happy yes, happy New Year. One eight hundred talk WGY. One eight hundred eight two five five nine four nine. Any questions, folks? Any questions? Especially this wild week. Oh my God, this wild week was was crazy, 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 crazy. Um, but. You know, there's not a stock market correction, as I started the show out, saying that there's not a stock market correction that I've seen that hasn't come back and rallied to be record highs. That's why long-term, you can't make moves that could hurt you. You know, if you look on the list of the Forbes riches, however they word it, there's not a market timer on that list. If it was easy to sell high and buy low all the time, 
Wouldn't we have somebody on that list that makes a lot of money by doing that? Warren Buffett's on that list. He buys and holds. If you have a good portfolio, that's what you need to do as well. Buy and hold if it's a good portfolio. Any money you need in the next year or two should not be invested in the stock market. We have all of our clients' cash needs for the next 24 months set aside. So that's why we don't get phone calls because we help teach them, we communicate with them that it's not going to – this correction, even though it doesn't feel good, it's not going to affect their retirement years. 1-800-TALK-WGY. 1-800-825-5949. We have Steve on the cell phone. Hello, Steve. Yeah. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. How Happy about you? Happy New Year to you and your family. Happy New Year to you as well. Okay, a couple of quick questions. Uh, they're real quick, and maybe you can just give me your uh, opinion on them. Now, you mentioned something about a small cap. Uh, what do you think of the IWM as an index, uh, ETF Same. index? Form? Yeah, it's a great small mid-cap. Okay, and, and what do you recommend for a mid-cap uh, ETF? Um, just for straight mid-cap? Believe it or not, you know, it's funny. We... I've been acting as a fiduciary for clients since 93. That means that I stopped selling investments back in 1993, 95 um, to be formal. And I've been – all I care about is what's right for my clients. And there was a time when we would only use Vanguard ETFs because Vanguard had – every ETF, every mutual fund has internal management fees. And I disclose all this to clients. I would only use Vanguard because I never wanted clients to think – that I got anything in return from Schwab by using their ETFs, which we don't get anything in return from Schwab. So long story short, Schwab's fees are lower than Vanguard. So now we use Schwab ETFs where we can because their their fees are lower than Vanguard's, and there's no what we call transaction fees. Sometimes I could buy $100,000 of Vanguard, and Charles Schwab will charge my clients $4.95. I can buy $100,000 of the Schwab with lower fees and have no $4.95 charge. So for mid cap. And it tracks the same way? The, yep, the IW, yep, it would track the yep, IW. They are the so way. correlated. So um, for mid cap, SCHM is in Mary is the is Schwab. SCHM is in Mary is the mid cap. SCHM. Um, M is in Mary. Yeah, okay. And But when you buy the I, IWM, that's the Russell 2000, you're getting mid cap and small cap. That oh, mean, you are? Oh, yeah. It's a great it's a great index. So if you have that, would you still get the SCHM? No, you don't need it. Don't need it, right? Yeah. Because you got it already in the IWM. And what do you, and what do you, could two other quick, real quick questions. Can I just ask you two other quick? Sure. Okay. What do you think, uh, okay, so that's good that, you know, because yeah. a lot of people that have the IWM think that they, think that they should also have a mid-cap. Yeah, they no, they got. They think it's all small cap in that Russell uh, index there. Yeah, it's called small cap, but you have a lot of mid cap companies okay. there. Kind of crosses the line. All right. What do you? Th- okay. Do you think that we're going to test the lows that we've just seen, like right before Christmas again, before in the new year again, like uh, the, the 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 you know the S and P and the Dow coming close to twenty percent correction territory. Uh, the Q, the Nasdaq going below that. The IWM going below. You know, the small cap going below that. We, XLE dropping down to almost 35% down off the high. and Well, oil's, oil's yeah. down 40%. I'm actually nibbling um, 
I'm thinking about adding some some energy to the portfolio as an alternative, a natural resource mm-hmm. rather than commodities. Um, mm-hmm. Oil's down 40 percent. If, if if you look at oil um, from the highs in October, if you mm-hmm. look at oil year to date, we're down 25 percent. And that's how you make money when when you have some good sectors that are beaten up and are just down. If you have the the wherewithal to invest in it, um, you know. When they come back, you know, hopefully you'll you'll profit from it. Now, I'll have investors say, hey, I'm going to wait till till things stabilize. They say, well, does that really make sense? You have the S&P down 16 percent, NASDAQ down 20 percent as we sit here from their highs. Do you want to wait till they come back 15, 16 percent before you invest in them and lose out on what I call sure. easy money? So to answer your question, I don't know if we'll test the lows again. I hope we won't. But I don't know if we will or not. It all depends. We have a lot of bad news baked into this market. When you mm-hmm. think about it, this government shutdown, this mm-hmm. trade war with China, right. these interest rate hikes when maybe we should stop hiking interest rates, there's mm-hmm. a lot of bad news baked into the cake, let's say. So I'm not sure if, we'll, if, if we get more bad news or unexpected surprises. I, I could go know, back down to the lows yep, that we have yep, right before I do know, I do, I do know the fundamentals are good, and we've never seen a stock market stay down low when the fundamentals Let's go, Steve. We're coming up. Hold up. We're coming up to the end of the show, folks. Um, I appreciate the call from Steve and all the callers. It, it was really a great show. Folks, I know it doesn't feel good, and I'm not here to tell you that, that I want you to continue to lose money. It never feels good when, when you lose money. I'm just telling you that it comes with the territory of investing, and you gotta you got to put it all into perspective. I hope you have a great New Year. Let's hope that we have a good day on Monday and next week. See you next Saturday. Bye. Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. (laughs) You love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more.